0: Noon straight up here on this Tuesday. Gresham Fourier back in the saddle again after a, a long weekend. By the way, tomorrow at this time, you will hear the Gerard Mayo press conference right here on WEEI. Knock on some wood to make sure that uh, everything technically goes right down there. Is a, a habit of having a crappy mic cable every once in a while. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll uh, nail it down. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. He's brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lapresti and Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Kern at one 800 Get Hair. And by Wise Snacks, no one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Tommy Kern on the Harbor One Hotline. Tommy, good afternoon. What's up, Andrew? Uh, well, we're just trying to figure out uh, which end is uh which end is right here. Um I got to start with this, Tommy. It just, uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm real, 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 real wrong. But it feels like there's an element of Robert and Jonathan Kraft. I'm taking my toy back so I can play with it whenever I want to. Um, Not naming a GM yet. I know timing is thrown off, but please please tell me my instincts on the, like, we're not setting up for Jerry Jones 2.0 up here, are we, now that uh, Bill Belichick's gone?
1: I think that the experience that the Crafts had in going from Parcells to Pete Carroll, then to Belichick, allowed them to understand something that Parcells said when he talked about a rookie player. They don't know what they don't know. And I think the Crafts absolutely understand that they don't know what they don't, that they know what they don't know. You know the Jones never really understood that they felt themselves to be football people first, and they experienced a lot of success in being intimately involved. I think the Crafts experienced in divesting themselves themselves after the Pete Carroll era of responsibility and saying, "Bill, you do it." Realize that the experience of having somebody who was a genius in football coaching and football operations for a long period of time and team building was the way to go. You defer to the football people. So when you say they're taking their toy back, yes, and then handing it off to a contingent of people who they want to empower to take the team in a different direction. I don't think that they have any intention at all of being involved in player acquisition, player evaluation, drafting, free agency, or spending, which over the course of time, the notion that crafts ever said no to Bill Belichick on any one player in terms of spending is wrong. And Bill would say that himself and has said that himself. He's never been told he couldn't spend on a player. So I think that it's, certainly a a talking point and i hate the word narrative but it is a narrative that is embraced because of a perception of meddling owners but in bill belichick he would still be here had he not gone four and 13 he'd still be here if the drafts were better he'd still be here if the 2021 free agent class didn't in big big segments go belly up with some exceptions so that's, this is kind of a year in which they want to see how, with Bill out of the ecosystem, do people respond with more latitude to do their jobs the way they see without saying, okay, we have to do this in a way that Bill wants us to do it.
0: So, Tommy Curran, so a part of that ecosystem is the coaching staff, and it's been reported, and to be honest, I don't even know who reported it, probably was you. Um, that uh, Mayo has, uh, has offered uh, Steve Belichick and Brian Belichick to stay on staff. How important is that for Mayo to keep those two guys? I think that was Albert Breer who
1: reported it. Okay. I think it's important. I don't know how important it is to keep those guys because you know, I think you have to be three deep, basically, is if you're a head coaching candidate at every single coaching position. And you have to have a vision of what your staff is going to look like. And I'm certain that he understands, Mayo, that there's, a, if not a likelihood, a, a very high chance that both of Bill's sons will go where Bill goes. So keeping them is, is good because Steve Belichick's a friggin' awesome coach, as is Brian Belichick with the safeties. And that's been borne out by what the safeties have done over the last couple of years. So they're well-staffed at that position with players, and Brian Belichick's been outstanding. Steve's been an outstanding defensive play caller, and he's worked hand-in-glove along with Mayo running that defense. Mayo's at the front of the room. They both work together on game plans. They both work together in installation, and Steve's the game-day coordinator. Those guys got very close. So it doesn't surprise me that he offered the job. Will there be a plan going forward? I would imagine DeMarcus Covington figures into it prominently as a defensive coordinator candidate, but you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure if the defense plummets if Brian and Steve go elsewhere, but it would be a transition period.
0: Uh, Tommy, I, I wonder about the willingness to keep the quote-unquote bill people around. I look at Steve Belichick as a must-keep because it's one of the guys Mayo knows he can trust right away. There's no real learning curve there. But in terms of... Bill O'Brien, Josh McDaniels, others on staff. Where do you think the fine line is between keeping who you would like to keep, even though there is that prior association, but also kind of changing things over because Mayo does have to have a staff of people he can trust it feels like there's a window, hey, you know, we'll give you a couple of years to try to figure this out, but the clock might be ticking right away. Where do you think this all kind of balances out in terms of the Gerard and Bill people or even the willingness to keep some of the quote-unquote
1: Bill people? I think there's a willingness on Mayo's part, 100%, to keep people like Bill O'Brien aboard. Those decisions will rest with, you know, Bill O'Brien. I think that there is... Certainly I've talked about it before and it still exists. I've talked about it since last year, the the cloak and dagger machinations that exist on this staff and have existed for a long time are only fed by continuing to keep people and bringing people back from elsewhere. Not that it's a bad idea to bring Bill O'Brien back. He's outstanding. But when you have, individuals who have so much experience elsewhere have been head coaches elsewhere. And then they come back, they come back with their own ideas of how to run things, how to, how should things be managed? And you're going to ask those people under Gerard Mayo to say, all right, this first time head coach, I might know more than and have experienced more than are you going to support or are you going to backseat drive that individual or not trust that individual? Because here's the one thing that I I think that we could all agree on the Crafts wanted to keep Gerard Mayo, obviously. But I wonder how much rancor existed because he was verbally called the heir apparent and also had it written into his contract that he would be the heir apparent whenever Bill stepped out. It wasn't definitely in 2024. If Bill had had an outstanding 23 and an outstanding 24, then they would have all had to have another decision if Bill wanted to keep on. That didn't happen. But was the perception that Gerard was throughout the season in a position to succeed Bill and that made others on the staff feel as if that wasn't the best thing for Bill's experience, does that cause rancor within the staff or mistrust or whatever? And I think that, you know, Greg Bedard's report that Mayo was rubbing people the wrong way, would he have been perceived as rubbing people the wrong way if he wasn't mentioned as the heir apparent or would he just have been that's just Gerard. That's how he is. Hmm. Um, uh, so to me, I think that you have to look long and hard at, okay, who's going to support things going forward, regardless of, if we mentioned O'Brien and McDaniels, I think it's soup to nuts. It's personnel, it's scouting, it's coaching. So all of it factors in because you-, you need un- unanimous, Visions, I'm sorry, going forward. Would you, if you were,
0: you know, I mean, you know Mayo better than anybody. Like, would, would you think that he would want, like, as a support system, former guys in these coordinator positions that were former head coaches? Like, isn't wouldn't that be an asset for him to kind of, but that, but even with that, I sit there and go, oh, geez, and if you did do that, then you have these aggressive, uh, you know, guys who may want a job of their own some point in time. I wonder if that would, if that would be, like, a way he would go.
1: I don't know. I mean, was it what's best for the team to bring back so many different people? I think Josh McDaniels coming back after being with the Broncos and the Rams certainly showed its benefits. Was it the best thing to do to bring Matt Patricia and Joe Judge back? You know, Dante Scarnecchia came back. That was good. Bill O'Brien's been back. It didn't yield great results, but I don't doubt that Bill O'Brien is an outstanding coach and should still have a chance to, to succeed, but I think a lot of those coaches right now are saying, well, how's this going to settle out and what's my role? T-Mobile has
0: invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tommy, um, Gerard Mayo, as we now know, contractually had it written in, he's the next guy. There was chatter towards the end of the year that he objected to But yet he was contractually protected. It all didn't matter in the end. But Mayo spoke up. Do we need to be aware of Mayo having his ears on when it comes to him being the head coach?
1: Did he objected to what?
0: Uh, the, The reports coming out about the rubbing people wrong way. He spoke out about it, said, gee, I wonder where those came from. Oh, almost as if he was adding to the air of suspicion around whatever was coming out because Mayo knew he had the Trump card the whole time, which was, Hey, it's already written into my deal. I'm sure he could sense things were going badly. It's um, I'm just curious about the sensitivity level of him now that he's going to take that step to the right and be in the big
1: chair. Yeah. I think when you're a former player, who played at the level he did. He was an all pro, rookie of the year, outstanding player. And you were in college, you were an outstanding player, you were a first round pick. You have done very well as an executive. Return to the Patriots were celebrated for your coaching acumen, your way of doing things. You accelerated quickly. There hasn't been a lot of criticism of Gerard Mayo as a player or a coach over the course of his life. So he's going to have to adjust to being in as difficult a head coaching position as really you can think of anyone being. It would be harder if the Patriots had been 7-10, and 8-9, and, and they made this move. So it's an easier bar to clear to get the team headed in the right direction or to su- succeed what they did in 2023. But I still think that – the outpouring of support for Bill still is going to continue with scrutiny toward Mayo and and he's going to have how he negotiates that is important. I think relative to the report of him rubbing people the wrong way, I understand where he would want to clear the air and speak on it because it just continued to circle. And how has he done his job? How does he feel about that? Is it fair? And will you address it directly? And he did. So I, I see what you're saying, but, holding the trump card is one thing standing up and saying hey i i wonder where this stuff is coming from who do i trust in the building is also him being open so do you like openness and transparency and or does that become rabbit eared? Uh, you're going to go from one extreme with bill to the other perhaps with mayo and transparency and do people look at that and say, "Well, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't know what the, I don't want to know what the head coach is thinking." So, I, I can see where one person's transparency is another person's rabbit-eared or oversensitivity. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston
0: will be on with uh, Jones and Mego on Thursday afternoon. Tom, thank you, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. My tip. There goes uh, Tommy on the uh, Harbor One Hotline.